Hello, welcome to Mark Langley's Horsemanship Podcast, a podcast helping people to understand their horses better, to provide solutions in a calm, connected way. I'm Jenny Barnes. And I'm Mark Langley. Hi, Mark. Your questions for this week are all under sort of um, under saddle, and they're about settling a horse when they get quite uh, unsettled. Let's put it that way. Uh, lots of different questions, but um, but how to deal with horses in those really difficult scenarios when there's there's a lot happening. So the first question is um, from Rita, and she was at a competition with her horse and watched another horse get completely out of control, bucking and rearing. Her horse fed off this other horse's behavior and she just found that he got really anxious and wouldn't settle. So she took him away from the distraction and tried to work him on a loose rein, but he was on high alert and obviously sort of quite stressed about the whole thing. So she wants to know, is there anything you can suggest that she could do in this situation to help him to settle? Um, yes, it, it's a hard one because like I say to people, how is the horse in a normal environment? You know, how is it, is it, and, and we've got lots of different takes on it as in sometimes I'll see a horse and the person goes, I think my horse is going pretty good is, you know, but he plays up when I go out and I say, well, actually just watching him quietly in a fairly quiet environment, I'm noticing that when he's turning, he's, you know, you pick up the left rein and he kind of holds onto the right thought for a little while. And then when you're stopping, there's a forward thought that hangs in there and, uh, you know, when you're backing up and the forward thought lasts for a little while and there's a bit of brace and then he backs up and, you know, there's times that, you know, he's he's kind of just going around and he's not really letting go of some some thoughts or the yards you know sometimes when you go past the yards he's always drifting to the yards all the time and you know you can adjust him a bit but but that thought doesn't quite go away he just kind of moves away from the pressure of your legs and keeps going and 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 I I look at all those things and and I'm 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 monitoring and I want everyone to sort of monitor this themselves is is your horse adjustable in its mind how adjustable is it can you get it to let go of one thought and take on a new thought in a microsecond or does it take seconds or minutes? And some horses, they might be running at a certain level of anxiety, but it just, that it, it doesn't really make things seem dangerous. But as soon as that, but they're holding on to thoughts quietly, but they're not, yeah, but they're responding. But when they get threatened or, or something else tips them over, the thoughts that they were hanging on to when they were quiet, well, those bigger thoughts, get get worse and harder to hang on to uh, and uh, like an ex- explanation that i sort of say to people is i have a, i have horses that come to my clinics that won't go but i know if they gallop they won't stop because it's the lack of go in them so what i'm saying is if they're standing at a standstill and they're just standing there in an arena and they don't have a go thought and you can't get them to let go of the them thinking i want to stay with these horses in a standstill if they can't let go of a thought in a standstill, then once everything else goes wrong and the other horses are galloping, they won't let go of that thought either. So what they won't let go of in a standstill, they won't let go of in a gallop. And some people just get on the horses and say they're lazy and kick, 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 make them go faster and faster. And I say, oh, you don't want to be doing that because you get that horse going a lot faster. When it's going fast, it couldn't let go of a thought at a standstill. It's not going to let go of it at a gallop. So just yeah, making it go faster and saying oh, it's just lazy is 
not what it was. The reason why it was seemed lazy was because it was thinking something and wouldn't allow a new thought in. So it wasn't adjustable and couldn't take on a forward thought to just walk around the arena or look at other things. So I want you to think about that and everybody to think about that before you go, what do I do at a show or, or a competition when another horse plays up and then mine feeds off that? How adjustable is your horse all the time in normal environments? Is it soft? Is it does it let go of thoughts? Easy to take on new thoughts, and do those new thoughts by letting go of those old thoughts? Does it feel better? Can you get it to feel better all the time when you take up a rein? If it was getting a bit worried at home, and if your horse is very adjustable and very easy to offer it new ideas, take on new ideas, let go of old ideas all the time, then at a show, then when you see that starting to happen and the horse gets fixated on that other horse then you have a way of saying let go of that you might turn it you might back it up you might you know in worst case scenario you get off it bang your leg pop a flag do something to say break that train of thought where that horse is feeding off that other horse and if you've done all the things at home that everything works that you're asking your horse and it does let go of the things then it shouldn't be as hard to get it to let go of that so it doesn't feed off that other horse's anxiety um but in in worst case scenario whatever you do you have to get them to let go of that and reset so in, in in if it's getting dangerous and they're not doing it to the left rein they're not doing it to the right rein you back them up and they're still kind of not letting go of all that then you might have to get off and do something uh do something that 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 is big enough to say hey let go of that and just stand centered yourself and calm and and distract that thought every time it sort of leaps out to that other horse and it starts to um feed off that other horse you just get them to let go of it um but yeah and then and then if you can just take them away for a while just to have a more of a reset so take them somewhere to say we don't need to be involved in all that it's not towards us it's got nothing to do with us take them away and then slowly bring them back but the best thing is test their adjustability of their mind all the time at home and really look deeply into is my horse thinking left is it thinking right is it thinking back up when i ask for those things or is it kind of just sort of half off with the pixies taking photos sometimes but because it's kind of only you know it's safe i'm not worried about it but will that taking photos and hanging on to things escalates later in a in a in a in a, in a more, more um stimulating environment so so yeah just look at that and then yeah so it's actually um, more about preparation, isn't it, then? It's, you've got to make sure your horse is ready to cope yep. for these situations before they even happen. Yep. Now it's happened. Uh, you know, I suppose, you know, Marita and everyone else that this is making sense to you, that um, actually you're going to have to look a little bit deeper because um, there will be things there that you can uncover and, yep. um, and you'll need to sort of um, so try, and, try and smooth out the creases of. So just just quickly before we move move on, like if I can't, like basically when people bring a horse like that to a clinic, they like I, I hear it so many times. My horse is okay at home, but geez, this clinic is the first day in the clinic is you know off his radar. But I'll get in and I'll settle them very quickly because I know how to make an adjustment with you know I, I know how to distract them in a big enough way to go hey, let go of that now. And they do, and then they settle down. So it, it is available in horses that are bouncing around really, you know, that seem like, you know, uncontrollable to be able to get them to let go of a strong thought. If you get in and and um, what you're doing is able to interrupt that. So so in, in a lot of cases, it has to be big enough to interrupt this, the, the, the power in that thought that they have. 
And uh, if you can interrupt that, you can you can sort of get in that thought's way and, and then redirect them as long as you can offer them something after that. So what I offer them when a horse comes in to a clinic and, they, and I have to reset them is I'll stand quietly and I'll just look like the, the calm amongst chaos and the horse goes, oh. and then I might just walk a little bit softly and they might just go, I wonder where he's going. I might follow him a little bit. And then when, when they start to kind of get away in their thoughts, then that distraction comes like lightning and disappears again. And they go, oh, gee, oh, right, there he is again, that quiet fellow. I might just follow him around. He looks pretty calm. And then I give them, an, a, you know, an opportunity to follow me and my calmness and, yeah, but but as I say, it's the power of distraction really that that helps them out of that. And I, and I guess you can always get off your horse um, as well, not just stay on their back if they're really unsettled. Because if they're quite highly anxious, I was going to say one little comment. I suppose we, this sort of topic we could go on and on with, couldn't we? But um, uh, if there's um, if a fairly high anxious sort of horse, and, and as we talk about, you know, the, the amount of um, anxiety that they can actually hold in and need to release, if it's fairly full um they you know you being on their back might be adding to it so just getting off may just help them to sort of come down to a level where their mind's a bit freer to sort of acknowledge you and, and start to reset a little bit easier um okay so i think you may actually have answered uh, a question that i was going to lead into which was um from caitlin and apologies if i've pronounced that wrong um uh, I'm, I'm conscious that you're probably not um from australia and i've got and i just don't know the pronunciation but um she has um a young horse three and a half years old very gentle and calm except when he goes out in a group um and they pop into a counter he'll grab the bit brace and she doesn't have any brake or steering we, we just talked about this um, when she trains him in the paddock he does it very very well um, it's just the excitement of being in a group and she was wondering how she can help her horse for that scenario. Yeah, so basically if, if you've sort of listened to the last question, there's a lot of what, what you're doing in the last question. Uh, I've got all the answer to the last question. But by the sounds of it, you're testing it at home and you feel like he's okay at home. It's when he goes out. I'd look a bit deeper into it. Some horses just move away from pressure and they carry some anxiety when they're at home but then all that anxiety comes out so so and 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 also for both these questions uh you know uh you know look the the, the level of anxiety in your horse so basically some horses are obedient home imagine the obedient horse but it carries tension okay it's obedient at home does everything right but then when it goes out um so a common scenario i'll get people to buy an ex-performance western performance horse that's done a sort of a you know raining or something like that and it's been kind of drilled quite hard in an arena and the horse is sold as a quiet horse and it's very quiet it you know goes around arena as long as you ride it in spurs basically well you that's what they told anyway you have to ride this horse in spurs because otherwise it won't won't listen but anyway the person gets this horse it's kind of basically kind of just carrying anxiety but it just is just within the boundaries of pressure it goes out on a trail ride it doesn't get worked as much all these sorts of things happen and the person wants it to have an a, you know have some idea you know have a mind of its own a bit and make some decisions and then this horse comes out and it goes into the real world of trail riding and all these sorts of things and next minute that the anxiety levels through the roof and nobody can control it yet that horse can do a sliding stop in a, in a sandy arena but then it's out of control nearly bucking um when it goes out in that environment what causes that well the horse has been idling away at five shots of anxiety in the cup it should have only been idling away at between one and two shots of anxiety in the cup 
but it's always been idling away with five or six. So it's ready. If that cup only takes 10 shots of anxiety, well, basically what's going to happen as soon as that goes out, that cup's over full. So it's, it's hit its proper threshold. Um, and I'm not saying this is your, your horse. I'm not saying your horse is the shut down obedient horse. It's the arena horse and it goes out and it's exposed to this and just, but there could be something in there that the horse is holding a bit of anxiety and it's just moving away from pressure, but it's not really letting go of thoughts. Like I was explaining with the other horse, they're not really letting go of the forward thought when they back up, though they're backing up, they're a bit bracy and they're not quite there and they're not really thinking left or thinking right. So, so you really got to look hard into is that that adjustability, like I was talking about in the last question um, of your horse. And the other thing I would sort of do is you have to get to a stage if you're going to get your horse to come back from other horses that are galloping softly. You have to get your horse up to a gallop and really have it come back through the rain soft. So you've got to. Um, introduce the horse to faster rain speeds as well as, you know, yeah, yeah faster rain speeds, uh, more snappier in impulsion when you ask them to go forward and they should be comfortable with that and soft with that. So, you know, sometimes we work in a certain sort of rhythm when we're doing our flat work and then we go out next minute, the horse is running forward and the reins are coming back faster to sort of contain that. Then it becomes a big crash in the horse and they get frightened. So it's almost like someone leading a, a horse backwards and forwards like this and going, yeah, I think my horse knows how to lead now. And then going, then the horse suddenly runs back in a hurry and that lead rope is hitting the horse at the speed that that horse was running backwards. So then the horse had never had the lead rope come towards it like that before. So it gets a spook. So that's why you're kind of introducing faster rein speeds, um, more prompt leg, leg speed. Come on, let's get up. Let's come back. And see if the horse can cope with that. You don't just smash it. You got to you got to try and um, you got to try and uh, build that into your horse that you pick up. You know, I'm going to turn now, but I'm turning faster. Follow that rein a little faster, and come into that back up a little faster, and slowly introduce that into your horse so that it can cope with more pressure. And the mind and the feet can always. Uh, be adjustable enough to keep up with those new ideas and those faster ideas. And that's what you, you sort of challenge your horse to uh, away from other horses. And then what you would do also, and this will go to the, the horse that got um, you know excited at the dressage, uh, not excited, stressed at the dressage competition uh, when the other horse um, started to buck, is you have to expose them in increments to, to, to horses a little bit and and you know maybe ride with one or two horses and and there's little lessons where you get your friends together and you might just let a horse trot up and then you catch the other horse overtake it and then you might peel off and the other horse overtakes you a bit and then they peel off and just do little exercises around other horses where the other horses are going away and coming back another great exercise i do for horses to get them a little bit less reliant on sticking to other horses is is um say there was two horses that were, were really wanted to be close to each other on a trail ride i just ride them towards each other till they cross over and then the horse that's more stressed that starts to look back at the other one the person on that horse calls turn but they turn that horse and they both turn and pay, pass each other again and you you get a whole mob you can get six or seven or eight ten horses all passing each other through the middle and then going out and then turning and coming back towards each other. After so many transitions, I've had horses that are 200 metres away from each other and all the horses, you know, basically are way out away from each other. Then they all can trot towards each other, go through each other and then out the other way. And eventually they get used to being a little bit more separated from the other horses. So when you're on rides, you really want to be getting that horse to think about, 
you know, just go away from the horses here. Now come back to the horses. And, and, and instead of just following the flow of horses and then all of a sudden all the horses go and the horses stuck to that flow of the herd and then you can't, can't get them back. So you're constantly sort of adjusting your horse out on trail to go away a bit, come back a bit without annoying it, without kind of hustling it. You're just kind of getting it to say, oh, I just want to walk over that log there now just ride towards the other horses here. So it's more tuned into you than the other horses. And you just have to keep that in them all the time because it looks like your horse is a young horse. So I do a bit more graded exposure for a little while before you get him in big groups and really put that intensity of lots of horses cantering and stuff because it's probably too much for his uh, education and where he's at. So you grade the exposure with other horses as well. Fantastic. All right. Then the final question for this week is a fairly complex one. It's from our member Sabina. She's got a quarter horse mare who's 11 years old, been educated, but hasn't had any consistent work for about six years. Now Sabrina's brought her in and um, she's found her food um, food aggressive, but otherwise she's sort of okay. She's ridden her a little bit, but not a lot. But now she's got inconsistent work. She started bucking and rearing. She'll be fine some of the time, but as soon as you ask for her to, to do more, then she'll sort of start. So she might refuse to go forward and instead she'll back up. Also, when she's trying to trail ride, she'll try to get you off. I'm not quite sure what that is. And she'll just plant her feet and not move no matter what. She's happy to go home, though, in a relaxed manner. So Sabina feels that she's unsure of a lot of things, needs more time out. But concern is that it may also just escalate and get rather unsafe. Yeah, she's a bit like the horse I explained before is, is the one that, you know, has been bought as some sort of high-level stress performance horse that uh, just was was working with fear as its motivator and then all of a sudden it all unfolds. Um, so just about every horse that I've had, I'll talk about the riding thing. There's so much you can do on the ground that helps them, but I'm going to make it just a bit, a bit of a riding lesson. Um, most of the horses that I've come across that I've ridden like that, the thing that's worked the most for them is teaching them the one rain start and then growing from the one rain start into them exploring and searching. And so basically... The one rain start is you start a horse in an environment where there's not a lot of stimulant, but there's a, there is a magnetism because the obviously the, you probably got your other horses or the paddock there where you know so the horse doesn't want to leave, and you just sit on it and you just pull the rein and hold it, do it with it like a side puller or holder first, not in the bit, until they kind of move a little bit, and then you do it the other the other rein, you move a little bit, or you might stay on the same rein if it, you know for a while until the horse moves the moves to the left rein, they might go to the right rein, move to the right rein. And all you're looking for is the brace and resistance in the horse. I cut my legs off completely. might take a couple of days, but after some time, that horse will start to realise that reins are a pathway to searching and moving. And then when the horse moves, you just sit on it and let it go where it goes. If it goes to a point where it's going to get stuck because that's where the magnet is, you just hold the rein again till it starts to move and try a new direction. And then they start to search and they start to move and search and move and search. And then soon enough you can sort of start to over, you know, a few more rides, start to say, well, this direction's not available, but this direction is. So they'll, they'll walk out and they'll turn back, but you, as they turn back, you can say, well, that's not available, and they'll try to turn back the other way and you say, well, that's not available, and they'll try something else. And then when they try something else, then you turn them back and, 
you just take them back to where they're comfortable again and you go again and you just slowly let them explore and show them that it's them that's got to think out, not you push them out like a wheelbarrow. And it's because those horses are being pushed out that they haven't thought for themselves and because they're not thinking for themselves, they're carrying a lot of anxiety and they're just holding on to their old idea, which is go back to home or or, all that. And what the one rain start is doing is it's teaching the horse to let go of a strong thought and follow the rain. And it's going to take a lot of brace out of those horses. It's, it's a really good way to get the brace out, but you've really got to draw that rein around, get them to look and bend and open up their chest. Once they start to open up that chest, think and lead out with their front feet into that turn, they start to soften and follow the rein and become more comfortable in the rein. Um, and, then the the principle that I use in this is is always it a, it's a saying that I use as I say well I'll ride you home you just got to take me out so I don't have legs I've cut them off and so basically the horse starts to explore out a little bit away from the other horses and then you turn around and you just gently if you want to start using your legs you just gently squeeze them up into a faster walk back towards home and then you just try again until they go I can explore out a little bit and then they'll take me home and you take them home sooner not later don't take them out for an hour take them out for you know 50 meters 60 meters 70 meters and then turn them back and then they'll go out 100 meters and then turn them back and until they start to explore and 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 every time they look at something nervous wait for wait let them have a look at it let them go oh because maybe they've been used as a mode of transport been worried about all these things been pushed along like a wheelbarrow and every time something's happened, they go, someone's kicked them and said, no, just keep going. And so all that stuff out there that they're not allowed to kind of process becomes anxiety that's jammed into them. And that's why they blow up. So and, and all they're thinking about is safety back at home. But if they've let go of home in their mind emotionally, they take on their new environment. And you'll see the horses start to explore and go, oh, and if they stop for a second and look, you just wait. And then they'll go, oh, OK, yeah, right. And then if it's too much of anxiety and stimulant that that's making them freeze and stare for too long well you don't kick them and say get going you go hey why don't you come over here instead and then because they're so good at following the rain they go okay i'll follow the rain over here and then you lead them to sort of a better feeling and soon enough those horses will start to become more confident like at the last six day clinic we had a horse similar uh the owner bought him as a sort of a fairly quiet horse he's 12 year old but he had a lot of training put a lot of brace and worry in him so I spent the first days just teaching him how to follow the feel of a rain, open up his chest and just follow the feel of a rain, think into those turns. And then and then his movement got soft because he had quite hard movement. Then I also had to teach him how to move softly off the legs, which which was another lesson, but he had to learn to trust the legs. And, and uh, he'd been, as I say, I think he'd been laterally flexed and pushed around like a wheelbarrow. And um, and then when he did ride out, he was a lot softer. And when she rode him out, he was looking around. His movement was loose. He was taking on the environment. And he didn't feel as spooky as he did when all that tension was in him and bottled up and just made to be ridden wherever people want him to go. So, you know, it works. you just got to stick to it and you've got to be patient. But that patience, when I say to someone, two or three, four or five lessons of being patient, you know, when I look at a 15-year-old horse, look what not, not, not being patient has done. It's been 15 years of the horse hasn't got any better. So 15 years, some people must be patient with bad training to last 15 years and have a worried horse. Like I'd rather be patient over five or six or seven lessons and, 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 and a horse can make some, some, some really nice changes. Yeah, watching watching that horse was incredible at the clinic, and we'll try and put those videos up on the membership very soon because um, you'll get a lot out of them, Sabina. It sounds like 
you know, it would just be right up your street and understanding what Mark's talking about with that sort of slow work back to the beginning again. But um, but I remember you saying at the clinic, Mark, that, you know, the horses are far less likely to do something, whether it's spook or trip or, um, you know, just if they're carrying less worry. So that's, that's such a key thing, isn't it, that you've got to sort of get them to cope with one thing, then go do another thing. And, and um, those little steps will build up. Yeah, uh, they there's always anxiety out there and we have to always remember that anxiety is not unhealthy. It's a healthy thing that, uh, and that you look at their horses are a flight animal. Um, they're a prey animal. So they, they've always been living in a world of anxiety, but it's a horse that is open to, you know, they're, they're, they're aware of their environment. They're aware of us. They're aware of things and they're able to, to act on their thoughts and make decisions. They carry the right level of anxiety and they have a freedom of mind that, that becomes adjustable. And as I say, they don't trip because their mind isn't just stuck at safety somewhere else and their awareness of themselves and where they're going is all so much better. But it's almost like they become soft and they just rise and fall softly with the little anxieties that come across, you know, their pathway as they're out. But they know how to but, – but because they've got a free mind, they're able to make decisions or guided decisions through us help them make good choices around anxiety but it's the frozen horses that uh, think they're not allowed to do anything or if they do something wrong they're going to be in trouble they become very restricted and then they have there yeah, they stiffen up in their body they trip they spook they they, they just do everything like that you know that just to just to sort of because their body's carrying so much worry mm. all right thank you so much for your information mark thank you for the questions to all the members and uh, mark we'll talk to you again soon Thanks, Jenny. Thanks, everybody. You can learn more from Mark and his approach online through his online training videos. Just search Mark Langley Horsemanship. Join hundreds of others around the world making real progress, fixing problems and improving their relationship with their horses. There are now over 500 training videos. Make use of the seven-day free trial and take a look. Membership is just $15 a month and you get to ask Mark a question.